Welcome to the Massage Momentum Podcast. If your massage business isn't quite where you want it to be, get ready to transform your practice with essential business topics your school probably forgot to teach you. Unleash your potential and create a profitable business with actionable strategies and mindset tips. Amplify your skills, conquer your fears, and discover your hidden potential. I'm Mary Claire Fredette, and let's transform your passion into a money-making business you love. I have a question for you. Do you ever feel like something's holding you back from making more money and getting ahead financially? I have totally been there. A lot of us have unhealthy money beliefs lurking in our, lurking, lurking, lurking in our minds, and we don't even realize it. In this episode, we're going to talk about where these limiting money stories come from, how they mess with your success, and the steps that you can take to help you get out of that financial pothole you've been in. I'm going to tell some of my stories to help you understand that you are totally normal and you can get out of it. We got to be mindful of how these money stories that we have, these limiting beliefs we have mess with us and our success. And we're going to chat about how to rewrite those, make bank, pay off debt, and do big things. Welcome to episode 10. Here are some of the reasons why you could have limiting beliefs about money. One of them is maybe you grew up in poverty or not even poverty, but in financial struggle. Maybe you had a big family or you had a single income household. Maybe you were raised by your grandparents. Maybe you knew that your people who were raising you had food stamps or maybe they had WIC and you just kind of knew in the back of your head that, oh my gosh, I, they work so hard for their money, but they still can't pay the bills. That will mess with you as a massage therapist, a wellness professional, really anyone, because in the back of your mind, you think, oh, I must work hard for my money. And even if they didn't get food stamps or WIC or anything like that, and you saw your parents struggling, saving up their money to buy gas or a cup of coffee at the gas station, that you think, I must work hard for money. Therefore, if money comes too easily for me, something is wrong with that. Another reason why you could have a money mindset is that you think that wanting money is bad. Maybe you were brought up in a religious household where they were quoting the Bible. Unfortunately, often this Bible verse is misquoted. Most people think that the, the quote, which is from Timothy, I'm looking it up right now, Tim, uh, 1 Timothy 6.10, it says, the, for the love of money is the root of all evil. But most people think it says money is the root of all evil. It's not. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. So if you are a greedy person, then yes, that is bad. But it is okay to want money because money is excellent for buying the things that only money can buy. Does that make sense? So another reason why you could have a limiting money belief is because you experienced something in your childhood, some sort of trauma in regards to money. Maybe a parent lost their job or they became incapacitated and couldn't work and then they got fired or they simply couldn't make it on disability. Maybe they had a business that failed. And that's something that happened to my parents, actually. When I was in college, they started a store called the Sand Castle Game Company and it was an educational game company. And my mom put up all of her stocks that had been given to her by her parents and she put them up as collateral and the business failed. Now, my parents are very smart people, PhDs, but they don't 
know much about business and they also didn't know how to understand the market and whether or not a retail shop would be a good idea in Northern Michigan. And so my, I remember my mom telling me that it was the hardest day of her life when they had to go to the bank and she had to turn her stocks into the bank that they had put up for collateral because they had lost their business. And that sunk in with me very deeply because I was thinking, oh, if you're not successful in business, you're going to lose your money. You could lose your livelihood. So that made me think, I need to be really careful about how I spend money and how I invest in my business because what if? Now, I didn't really realize this for a very, very long time that I had a limiting money belief and this was one of the reasons why. So I would encourage you to look at some of your parents' experiences and how they talked about money to see how maybe that affects you. Maybe you had early work experiences where asking for a fair pay was shameful or risky, or maybe your boss was just crappy to you. Like for instance, when I was a senior in college, I got a job at a fast food restaurant, which I will remain nameless. They hired me in at minimum wage, which at that time was $3.35 an hour. And I asked for more money because I'm like, I'm, I'm working crappy hours and I am a senior in college and I have education. I'm show, going to show up. I'm going to be reliable. And they're like, no, no, no. As a matter of fact, we could pay you less if we wanted to. We could pay you student wages. And I was like, oh, they barely think that I'm worth minimum wage. I must not be worth minimum wage. Subconsciously, I was thinking this. So when I became a massage therapist and I was working on my own, I had a very hard time charging people enough money because in my mind, I wasn't good enough. So in what instances have you ever felt that you're not good enough to charge enough for the, the excellent work that you do? Maybe you have fallen prey to a get rich quick scheme. That's hard to say fast. Maybe you've had somebody take advantage of you. My husband, God love him. He is a sweet, sweet, intelligent man. And yet because he's so good natured, people take advantage of him. And so when he has been taken advantage of and people have stolen from him and his business, it has made me backpedal and think, oh, it's not worth it to trust other people. I don't want employees. I don't want independent contractors. I don't want anybody underneath me who could take from me. So if you are wanting to increase your, your reach with clients, you want to have employees or independent contractors, but something is holding you back, I would encourage you to think, oh, did somebody steal from me? Did somebody steal from somebody I love? Is that what is holding me back? Okay. So how can we fix these things that we have? First of all, you need to identify what the problem is and if there is one. And this is not easy work necessarily if you're honest with yourself. I would encourage you to think about what your parents said when you would ask for money. If they would say things like, money doesn't grow on trees, or that's not in the budget right now, or did they say things like, Oh, you're a smart kid. You'll figure it out. You want to go to King's Island? You want to go to whatever amusement park? You'll figure out a way to make money. Which, which did they do? If they told you money doesn't grow on trees, you ended up with a money mindset of scarcity. If they told you you're smart and you can figure out a way to make money, even though they didn't have any, 
then you're more likely to be good with money mentally. I would encourage you to challenge your beliefs that you have logically and ask if they make sense because oftentimes money is very, very emotional. And sometimes it's tied to things like who we were at one point in time, not necessarily who we are now or who we want to be. For instance, when I was first a massage therapist, I had two kids. And then I had a lot of babies. And then we had eight kids. And in my mind, it was virtuous and noble to not charge very much for massage because I wanted my ideal client to be like me. I wanted to serve an underserved population, which was parents who don't have enough money to spend on themselves, but they really need your work. And I was very noble, but I'm not a philanthropist and I needed to pay my bills. So it took a lot of work for me to realize that my ideal client was not somebody like me who was struggling with client. In order for me to make more money and to be comfortable raising my rates, I had to look outside of myself and say, I want a client who has this type of job and can afford to take care of themselves. So whatever kind of journaling you might like to do or talking through things, write down what your beliefs are about money. Again, things that your your parents or your grandparents or your friends may have said about money. I find that I am far more pragmatic than my younger siblings. I'm the oldest of six. I used to, even in high school and college, I would buy like a men's winter coat when I needed one over a woman's winter coat because it was less expensive. I didn't go out spending money at at bars and on frou-frou things like jewelry because it wasn't reasonable. My parents acted differently with money when I was young versus when my siblings were young. When my siblings were young, I'm the oldest, my parents had some more money. They had double income. They had like gotten their PhDs. They were starting to make a reasonable amount of money. And they also weren't feeding six kids by the time several of us were out of the house. So if you're super pragmatic, is it because you're, you were taught that you need to hold on tight to your money? You can't let go of it because you don't know when it's going to come back in. Like just do you cling to money tightly or are you a little bit more free with it? Now, I'm not saying you should go willy-nilly spending money left and right and load up your credit cards. No, no, no. You are definitely not supposed to do that. But just think about if you are extra pragmatic, why you are that way, write that down and see if something about that needs to change. Because sometimes when you're pragmatic like I am, it means you also don't want to spend money investing in your business. Because you're not worthy of it because it's too much money, because you're risk adverse, because maybe your parents lost a business like mine did. All of these things play into mind. If you're not willing to spend money on your business, then you're not gonna grow. I would encourage you to spend time around people who are willing to spend a little more money and people who make more money because they do have a different mindset, especially if they're self-employed. I was in Spokane a couple of months ago in a mastermind and my friend Kristen, who's a lovely, lovely woman. She used to work for Costco and Amazon as a buyer and she made bank. Let me tell you, 
that girl knows how to spend some money. And even at this point in my life, when we were together, she's like, oh, no, 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 you don't need to buy groceries. We're going to go out to eat. And I was like, ah, I don't go out to eat all the time. And it was hard to give myself permission to say, it's okay, you have the money. Plus, it's a business expense. You can write off 50% of your meals and entertainment when you're out of town on business. It was another teaching moment for me where I thought, okay, I don't have to be a penny pincher because I'm trying to grow my business. So hang out with people who have a different mindset about money because if you hang out with people who are down at this level, but you want to be at this level, you need to maybe not hang out with these people so much because you're no better usually than the people, as the saying goes, the five people that you hang out with. So if you're hanging out with people who have money mindset down here and you want to have a money mindset up here, start spending time with people who think differently than you do in a good way. Use money for good. Money's meant to be good. I want to make a lot of money, not just so I can have a lot of money, not so I can go on cruises. You can't help people financially who need help unless you have money to give to them. I'm talking like currently, like right now, what's going on in Maui with all of the fires? If I wanted to help those people, I need to have money to help those people, to send supplies, to help them rebuild. I need money to do that. If you want to help unwed women for a pregnancy center or Care International, children who need surgeries, any kind of charity, you need to have money. You have to have the resources to be able to do that. So if you can't do that because you don't have the money, then that's another reason why you might want to start considering what's limiting you and holding you back. (sighs) That was a lot. I hope it wasn't too emotional for you. I get sometimes worked up when I think about how I was raised and the things that my parents said, very well-intentioned, mind you. My parents are both married still to each other. They're lovely people. They're, they did what was best for me, and yet still growing up and into adulthood, I had a lot of limiting beliefs. And like I discovered a few months ago when I was out of town, I still have some limiting beliefs. Know that you are worthy of making money. Your clients need you. They want you to stay in business. Examine some of your limiting beliefs, where they came from, journal, talk about it. Talk to a counselor, to a therapist, to a friend. Hang out with people who have different ideas from you to help you work through that. Because I know you are worthy of being an awesome, profitable massage therapist and business owner. You're worthy, you're valuable, and I know that you can keep going and do good when you get rid of your limiting mindsets. Tell me what kind of takeaways did you get? Did you discover something about yourself you didn't know? Let me know in the comments. I'm so curious. You keep that massage momentum and we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Leaving a review helps other massage therapists find the podcast too. I'd love to hear from you. 
leave a comment, and let me know what topics you'd like for me to cover in future episodes. Your feedback is as valuable to me as massage is to your clients. Take care, stay inspired, and keep embracing your massage momentum. We will catch you in the next episode.